Hello, and welcome to the Hearth and Hedge podcast. My name is Amberly, and I'm so happy to have you today. So today's guest is someone very near and dear to my heart. Uh, she and her co-host gave me the confidence to know that I could start a podcast and be successful. She is a witch we all can envy, a voice we all would love to have, and now a yoga teacher we will all want to follow. Please welcome co-host of the award-winning podcast, The Witch Bitch Amateur Hour, and founder of Macy Anise Yoga, Macy Fraser. Hi, Macy. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> Super happy to be here. I really, really am. I'm, I've been so excited about this like for days. Just ready Aww. to be on here. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, for those uh, of my listeners who don't know who you are, which I'm sure is not very many, <laughs> uh, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little about yourself? Okay. Hello. Uh, I am Macy Frazier. I am a podcaster. Uh, started a podcast with my cousin in 2018, my cousin Charlie, and that turned into a whole thing that we didn't expect. Uh, but we we're happy as anything that you could imagine that it did turn into this whole community. So um, I know Amberly, that's how we met. That is just how mm -hmm. so many wonderful people have met each other. And it's just the most amazing thing in the world. Uh, so podcast co-host, um, I've been practicing magic for about, well, since really 2018, the podcast and the magic came at the exact same time and uh, have really just delved into that. And the podcast has helped me study every single week and grow to kind of whatever my practice uh, kind of settled into naturally. And now I'm a yoga instructor. Um, so there's, that's a whole new venture that has recently started and is compounding uh, as we speak, I guess. Yeah, I'm actually so excited about that. And we're definitely going to talk about uh, the yoga situation shortly, but we have a couple things to cover first. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, what are you drinking? I, okay. It's a matcha. It's, it's a matcha latte, but I didn't have, so I only had like, you know, when you like have a carton of milk and you shake it and there's really just enough milk in it to make sound, but no more, mm -hmm. just enough to go. Yeah. <laughs> so I had about that much milk and like these weird, like little, like they're, they're not weird, but they're like creamers and they're called nut pods and they're like almond milk. But the, mm. the name nut pod, every time I'm just like, <laughs> who picked this? But I know <laughs> and I, what? And I didn't have. I didn't have enough of it. So it was, it's just like a little bit of milk, mostly nut pod juice and some matcha. <laughs> and then by the time I blended it all up, I just shot some ready whip on it just for good measure. Okay. I'm sorry, but adding juice and then saying shots <laughs> just all of, was just made it even better. The whole image is there for you. Yeah. It was, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Okay. Well, that sounds delicious and mm. also a little a little oh, off-putting at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. Um, so what are you reading? Are you reading anything exciting right now? So I am, I've been reading a lot of like uh, journals and whatnot lately. Um, I'm kind of between books. I'm on the hunt for good books at the moment, especially in regards to like yogic philosophy and whatnot, but I'm trying to be really choosy. Um, so I haven't really, so a lot of what I've been doing is just like reading through like old writings or, you know, like old, like, you know, or not even old ones, but just like journals from reputable publications and just trying to gain as much knowledge as I can that way. But I'm actually like, I'm a bit book short, uh, at the mm. moment and so there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunity there i actually just like i walked into barnes and noble the other day and i was like let's see and there was nothing there was nothing there but you don't know if you don't try so um i'm, I'm looking to be expanding out uh expanding out that library a little bit very nice very nice so let's move on to well what kind of books are you looking for just the just the more well so here's the thing i really <sighs> As much as I want to say that I am really good at starting a nonfiction book and finishing it, I cannot because I really <laughs> struggle. Like I, if you, if you put a, 
I don't care. A 1,200-page fiction fantasy book in my hand, I'll read it. I'll read it in a day and a half. I won't eat. I won't need to sleep. It doesn't matter. But it's because I can visualize. But when it's nonfiction and I can't visualize it as well, I just have a hard time getting through it. So generally, if I'm reading and like really reading and not just using books for reference that are nonfiction, it's I'm reading fantasy or I'm reading like fiction, which I am on the hunt for good fiction. I, I need a good new series to get into because I miss it. But um, generally, if I'm going to read nonfiction, I need an author that communicates in story form. That's why I like The Cosmic Serpent so much and why it made such an impact on me, because that book is written as a story. It's it's like a journey, the book. And so it's like that, that worked for me, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But generally, if I'm going to be reading something that's dense, it's like I'll find like a, a thesis or an academic journal that's like, I don't know, like 80 pages and read mm-hmm. that because then by about that point I'm I'm I've, I've done all about the mental discipline of nonfiction reading that I that I can do. <laughs> okay, so what uh, do you have a favorite metaphysical or occult book? So partially, and this is n- n- not a full excuse, but partially because of the f- like how we the fast paced nature of Waba. And how you really just get about a week at a time to look into something. While I have a bunch of books, oftentimes they're just reference for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's just that's not a lot of time. And it is not, well, it it's a lot of time to dedicate to one source, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, especially since we're putting out an episode weekly. So a lot of my metaphysical reading is reference style like I will just kind of go uh from book to book that I have um and or whatnot and of course there's there's online research that goes into there and I love oh I love my sciencey journals like in thesis stuff that I find those are my favorite when I can really just dive in <laughs> with like a big paper um and and things like that but I, that's kind of an area lacking in me because I struggle to read nonfiction um quite a bit and even the best of nonfiction, if it's told in a narrative way, I can, I can, I can do it. Um, but my brain just doesn't like to process that information as much as if I'm like, I need to do audiobooks. Probably, I listen to information pretty good. Um, but yeah, so I don't really, I, I struggle in that area. Is like having one because, frankly, I ha- I don't have that many like metaphysical or occult authors that I have like really simmered in and read like book after book. You know, more just kind of like dabble dabbled in right yeah i'm a dabbler i i get that i get that coming from i mean most of my my podcast is very book centric Mm -hmm. but like if somebody asks me what i'm reading on the outside of my podcast i don't usually get time to read anything yeah (laughs) yeah um i do listen to audiobooks because i can do that like while i'm driving or uh excuse my dog in the background he's trying to get my attention (laughs) is that your new fee Yes. Sweet baby. Oh, I love that sound. Oh, he just really needs my attention every time I don't want to give it to him. (laughs) Um, And he's not quiet about it. (laughs) But yeah, so I don't, I I understand where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So in the past, have you found a favorite book or book series of the fiction variety? Oh my gosh, yeah, absolutely. I it's like when it comes to like fiction reading, I I can disappear. Like I can I can disappear into the pages. I cease to exist. Like hunters had to come get me before out of like a dark closet and be like you need to eat food. Like you need to <laughs> function as a human. Um and I and I've talked about it a thousand times, but because it was so monumental for me, the Cushiel's legacy to me is so important. It is such an important thing to me um, because it it made me remember what reading could be like back because when I was a kid and like a teenager in high school, like I was reading constantly like I was one of those kids where even if there was like, you know, sometimes you get done with classwork early and the teacher's like, oh, y'all just talk amongst yourselves for the last 10 minutes. I was pulling a book out of my bag and I was reading it like yeah. I loved it. And then college 
just kind of just destroyed that for me because I didn't get to read for pleasure ever. And, you know, I read books on business and closing deals and I, oh right. God, I hated it so much. And so it just, I, I fell out of that big passion of my life. And Kim, Kimothy suggested, I just put a random thread up one time, like in the Patreon Facebook group. And I was like, I want to read some books, you know, I remember she put those on there and I, I, ordered the first one and like it just i remember by about being an hour in i was re i'm in the chair i'm sitting in right now i was reading and just knowing like oh this is familiar i remember like i remember this feeling like this is that sticky feeling of obsession and it was so exciting and it just carried me all the way through like all nine of them it's such a great series i'm actually so i'm on the third book of the first trilogy i guess uh okay so I'm on kushiel's avatar man that's a tough one to get through um that's a heavy book <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's i remember the first time i read it being like this is bleak like this is rough um but it is maybe one of the absolute the third books of every single one of the trilogies but especially the first two both third books just deliver like they're coming and they're coming hard and they're just <laughs> start to finish just like a wild wild ride it's so so good yeah i'm really really loving it uh I can't wait to finish the whole thing and then talk to you about the whole thing. <laughs> I it, like seriously, if I could just like start just in a like a, a a book club, but it's like no, 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 we don't read we don't read anything new except for these same books every month, and we talk about these same books only. Like I would, I could talk about that world and like the the different cultures and like the different like the there's a whole like all of the like uh, like the what is the word that my brain won't remember? Like all of the deities and whatnot, like the whole pantheon. Huh? That's the word I'm yeah. looking for. Um, like that whole thing. It's just, there's so much and you can live in those books. And I have, cause I don't reread books very well, but I think I've reread Cushiel's Dart like three times. And I've reread, I've reread that first trilogy all the way through yeah. at least twice. Cause it's just like, I go there for, that's my staycation place. Such a great, such a great, series and i love that it's like everything is kind of familiar yeah it's kind of like earth but it's kind of not and it's kind of like yeah. these are european countries that should be situated and, like the map kind of looks the way you know but it's just like a different mm -hmm. alternate reality almost yeah but like put me put me in terra de Ong, or however you say it like a city of eloa right. put me there because they have got it figured out yeah, super, super great series. So I I have to say, listeners, y'all need to to read it. <laughs> treat, treat yourself. Buckle up. There's they're listen, they're spicy. Okay. Yeah, they are spicy. <laughs> they're spicy. <laughs> so but what I love about it is that it's like you get some you get some you get some serious like hot and sweaty spice, but like mixed with incredibly well crafted world building and like intrigue and character development yes so it's like i love the perfect. intrigue in that it's oh, so good so good so yeah. good all right so i have to uh suggest a book series for you do okay because you like kushiel's dart uh robin hobb is the author and the first book of the entire uh i don't know 14 book series oh my gosh i know but it's it's just as good uh, is Assassin's Apprentice. Okay, no, I love that. When I hear like that, there's that many. I get I get excited because I really I I really get attached to characters and I really fall into stories a lot. And to know that I get to like spend that much time in a world like fourteen books, it's just like oh yeah, yeah yeah I can do that. Well, you'll like it, and you'll fall in love with Night Eyes. Night when you get Eyes? To that point, Night Eyes. When you get to that point, you need to call me and tell me okay. all about how much you love him. Okay. <laughs> That's how I feel about Jocelyn. It's just like, how much do you oh love God. Jocelyn, though? <laughs> yes, I know. Ooh. 
My goodness. Such a great series. Oh, well, no, I definitely, well, you said The Assassin's Apprentice was the first one. Uh-huh. Sweet. Yeah. yeah gonna. Super good. Um, and they are available on Audible if you, you know, which is how I listen to them because I spent a lot of my life in my car when I was commuting back and forth to DC. So. Yeah. 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 Oh, that car listen though is great. I, yes. I, I typically, if I, if I'm reading fiction, I'll try to read it. Cause I've got one of those, I've got my imagination can paint crazy, crazy pictures if my eyes read words, but not as good as if I'm listening for some reason. I guess it's because I'm not focusing as hard. But mm-hmm. like when I want to retain information and like really absorb it, those listening while in the car sessions are like, I feel like it seeps into your subconscious almost. <laughs> like, yeah. It just gets <laughs> in there. So no, I, yeah, that I'm excited. I could use a good, a good, nice little adventure of just fiction forever nice well i think you'll enjoy it it's also uh it's set in you know like an imaginary medieval type of place with you know intrigue and different duchies and oh my god it's just so good perfect great (laughs) so let's let's switch it up a little bit if you had to choose three things to keep on your altar what would they be? Mm. Um, I like sound. So I would like to have something on. Okay. I'm, see, I'm already getting really strategic with this. It's like, if this is only three <laughs> things, because generally I like to do a lot of smoke cleansing, like on charcoal discs and I make my own blends to smoke cleanse. But then we're talking three things, right? But you know what never runs out? A bell. Like that, that's, that's my cleansing. So it's like, I've got that taken care of with like a permanent, a permanent thing, you know? Um, Very good. <laughs> I, um, at the same time though, I would probably still want um, like a, a feather of some sort um, or a fan of some sort, just cause I'm very airy in nature. And I just like the movement of the air in a space. I feel like that really is just good for an altar. I like to kind of keep the energy moving that way. And for the last one, it's really hard. This is difficult to narrow down because I'm someone who like, I have an altar that is constantly moving. It's very fluid. I'm constantly moving, constantly taking things away from it. And so it's very hard because I'd just be like, and like, you know, a bone or a rock. But it's like, that's that's <laughs> like we're talking the third space, you know. Um, right. But probably if that was the case, then like my my runes, like if I because they are they're probably the most revered magic like in magical tool to me that I have. Um, and like just I th- they would belong on the altar. Nice. If you could meet any witch in the past or present, who would you like to meet? I think it would be neat to meet Bessie Dunlop, I believe was her name, just because I think she was one of the only witches that I've talked about on Waba that wasn't <laughs> shitty <laughs> just as a person. <laughs> so it would be really neat to meet her and talk about her like Tom Bombadil character that I can't really remember, the one that folded up into a crack in the wall. That would be interesting. All right. <laughs> um, I would like to talk to Eunice Cole and really see if she was as crotchety as people said. And I would just really think like, you know what, I'm going to talk to you, but I'm going to appreciate your crotchiness because I've <laughs> uh, crotchetiness because I feel like there's some wisdom in there. Um, mm-hmm. So those would... Those those would definitely, definitely be a couple. Um, I'd, I'd love a cup of tea with Stevie, you know. Oh, my God, me too. I mean, like, can you imagine? Um, so that that would probably be my one of my my living ones just because, like, I, I mean, I don't even know the conversations that you would have. Right. Yeah, I um, I very dearly want to have her on my podcast. Can can you imagine? I just like, I just, I think sometimes like, what has she seen, you know, know. in, in the, in this plane and not in this plane, what has she seen? (laughs) Yeah. Wouldn't it be disappointing if she was like, yeah, I'm not a witch. 
Yeah, it's just like, oh no, that it's was just my persona. Yeah, that was just I like the aesthetic. Be like, oh god, my heart. Oh. <laughs> and the witch community breaks, crumples. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> That's the power of the Stevie. I know. I know. Oh my goodness. Um, let's see. Do you have a daily practice that you would like to share? So I generally, okay, there's oftentimes something that I'm doing every day. However, it is not always the same thing. I go through phases, right? And so mm -hmm. there's kind of practices that you move through. Uh, right now, my I have a lot of focus on breath work. Um, that's kind of something, a practice I have been coming to every day when I can, like if I don't have time for a full session of like really kind of doing like super ventilation and whatnot, like at least just taking a moment to breathe and focus on that and the practice of that. Um, so that's kind of where I am right now, but I've had other ones, you know, to where it was go outside and ground kind of like with my feet in the sand or, you know, things like that. I usually have a daily thing to kind of try to check in, except for the times when it's just like I'm super disconnected and I just I just don't. Um, but right now I've been all about the breath um, and and really, really looking into that because, again, I've, I've had a lot of focus on yoga, but also breathing and spiritual work just go goes hand in hand um, yeah, as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you would like to discuss and you don't have to, do you have or have you ever had a familiar? Yeah, and I, I really I think it was Jorah, like because of the difference. Like, here's the deal. Like, because I've, I've put a lot of thought into Jorah and what made him so different, you know? It was like, other than the fact that he was just like the best perfect boy. Like, he was just uh, the big baby best perfect gentleman. Loved him. Um, but there was just something... I don't know. We were supposed to find each other and come, you know, just like... I I don't know. Like, the circumstances of just how he came into my life and traveled with me then to where it's just like he, we were bound together and I can't really explain it. And my connection with him was just so intense. Like, there were two separate instances that he went missing. Like, the, there was the big, big one. Um, and, and another one that was much more fleeting and sorted out. But, like, I knew even before he had been gone long enough for it to be concerning, I knew that he'd been... I knew something had happened. Like it was either he'd been taken or I, I knew he was no longer on the property. I could feel his presence had like left the barrier of the land. And I knew it within minutes, even though he would routinely, cause he was a chow chow. And so he would patrol the perimeter all the time, but he never left. That's like, he just always patrolled cause we live out in the woods and he patrolled the perimeter and then he just come stay on the porch. And I, he just, he went there. I know he wasn't. I just, I knew I, the moment. And I remember telling Hunter, I was like, something's not right. He's not here. Like, he's not here. And it hadn't even been that long, but he wound up being missing for like 14 days. But oh it was nuts. And um, I don't know. It was just something is different about how our relationship was and the energy that he gave off and my, my knowledge of just like how I knew a few days before his passing, like he went outside and then when he came back inside that same night, like just a few minutes later, he looked different. And I, I looked at him and I said, something's not something's not right. And within a few days, he had passed away from bone cancer. And it was like within days, like, I mean, like he was fine to done. But it was like, I yeah. saw that moment. I was like, mm. and it was just a look out of his eyes. But it was like, I, I, I just had a weird connection with them and that I've not been able to replicate. And I still feel him around. And I, I just, there's just a connection there that's a little bit, a little bit different. I'm glad that I had him at like the start of my witchcraft journey. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I, I feel about my Boston Terrier who just passed. It's, it's tough, man. Oh my gosh. It is. I, that was the hardest. Cause like once the initial grieving period was done of just like no longer having them physically, I would just, mm -hmm. I realized like, I'm never going to be able to feel that. I'm not going to have that energy. It was the energy that I missed. And like, that was a whole second right. layer of grieving. That was just like, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's the familiar losses. 
that's tough. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, Chaka actually passed away similarly. Like I knew one day I was like, oh, something's not right. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he had a lymphoma. Yeah. And it can just, it just popped. That's how it just showed up, you know, it's just like, and I mean, it was kind of a blessing, I guess, in our case that it was so quick, you know, Mm -hmm. but like it was, it was just like start of the week, normalcy, end of the week complete topsy-turvy craziness um but yeah I mean I guess that's just kind of how it goes but I'm grateful for the time we had and I wonder you know it's like how many I I, like how many familiars do we get in a life you know like Mm -hmm. I wonder when the next one is coming through I'm really having a there's a deep deep tie that I'm starting to really grow with Penny um that is starting to to be very comforting. Like she's just my little shadow and she follows me everywhere. And it kind of, it's given me those little reminiscent vibes of, of how Jorah was. So that's been nice. Nice. Yeah. I think the two I have now are not, um, dare I say smart enough. I, it's not, hmm. it's like attuned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's how it is. Gizzy and Dinah aren't, they're just, they're just not like I've said before, like I could just disappear and I really don't think they would ca- they care that much. <laughs> they're, they're corgis. They're just like, whatever. Is there dinner tonight? Okay, good. We're fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, I, I feel like, I don't know. They'd probably miss me, but only because <laughs> I'm here all the time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, wait, why is the house empty? Who's going to get me water? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Brats. I know. And then they like, why aren't you paying attention to me? Oh, my noise. Gosh, I know. Mm. Mm. All right. Uh, do you have a favorite tarot or oracle deck i mean i know you work with your ruins mostly but do you have a deck that you love so i i have a handful of decks so aesthetically one of my favorite decks ever just because like i at my root at my heart and still i'm just like a little emo kid i love the deviant moon deck so much i love the art style I love everything about that deck. I don't read tarot. I like it. I, I just, I don't read it. And so it's like, but I man just looking and I've, I've not wanted to like ruin the deck or like take its use away, but I've just like wanted to get a big post, like big pegboard and just like make a framing of just that whole deck spread out. <laughs> Cause I just love it yeah. so much. Um, I've, I've gotten a nice little uh, like yoga Oracle deck that I've been using recently. Um, that has different aspects of yogas of yoga like from like uh you know things from philosophy like the yamas or it also has like deities in there uh and like a beautiful little book that came with it and so i've really been enjoying uh that one what's it called i brought it it's called a yogic path by sahara rose and i've it's just gorgeous too like it's just very very pretty nice um, I know that Coco has another has a yoga deck that's like animal centric, and so all the all the different animal uh, poses has the little. I would love that. I know I've kind of been having my eyes peeled for more, just to like mix it up a little bit, you know. And yeah, that sounds cute. Yeah, I'll have to figure out what it is, and I'll let you know. Mm. Yeah, super cute. cute. So do you have, um, do you follow any one pantheon? Do you have a patron deity if if you want to discuss? No, I really don't. And only just because I feel like I don't have the space where I like am now to give that devotion. Um, mm-hmm. It's not for like lack of not believing in them because I for sure do. I've had experiences with some. Um, but when it uh, comes to like having kind of that, relationship um no no i i currently i currently don't but i've had i've had run-ins i have had a run-in with hecate and i've had a a a run-in with uh baba yaga Uh, those are my two most notable but they they are not like a in a devotional kind of kind of way well those are both very intense run-ins i'm sure they were both very intense yes yeah, and they gave a healthy respect as to why I don't deal with deities willy nilly. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, so we're going to uh, switch over to your new endeavor, Macy Anise Yoga. Why don't you tell the listeners about that? So where I am now in my yoga practice is a lot different from where I started. And a lot of that is an attitude. Like, And in the West, yoga is just kind of very different uh, than how it is in the East because it's a bit more stripped down, right? It looks on the, it really is focused on the postures, on asana yoga, which is the the moving of the, the sequenced postures and the breath. And not as much into the philosophy. And so when I first started out, I really just like was very competitive about it. Um, really let my ego take hold and just like saw the social medias online that were just like, basically like contortion, you know, like the very intense expressions of the poses. And like, I was like, that's what I need. That's what I I need to be able to do that. Otherwise, I am failing at this. And Mm -hmm. That was the attitude I went in with, and it backfired pretty hard with injury and then burnout and then injury and then more burnout. Um, And it it just, I struggled a bit on my path and eventually healed through giving my body grace. And that was when I started to think about teaching and think about healing bodies and not just pushing them to make shapes it's because i didn't really understand what asana yoga was what it was trying Mm -hmm. to do um and upon learning that and then going to teacher training i just started to develop a practice that is for functionality you know and of course those really amazingly beautiful postures can be strived for but they're not the destination you know and mm-hmm. and that's what i wanted to build a, a program around of just you no know, this is practicing asana yoga uh every single week for all levels of accessibility to heal the body to help the body open up strengthen the joints and help the energy the prana move around the body better you know and and we're going to improve but Everything that we hear from our body, all, you know, things that, you know, when it speaks to us and says like, oh, this is far enough or, oh, there's an uncomfortable sensation here. These aren't things we need to push past or be upset about or disappointed that, you know, currently something's not available. Just see it as an opportunity for improvement. And that's what I wanted to do because yoga, a lot of the time has like an air of perfection and Mm -hmm. it's very clean, you know, around it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's deeply personal and unique to each individual person and each individual body. So that's what I wanted Macy and East Yoga to be is just like a place where practice that you can come and practice in the classes each week or I give examples and options for like kind of different levels of availability. But like it's just going to be so that it makes you more functional. It makes your range of motion a bit better. It might make it so that you can move a little bit easier, balance a little bit better. You know, you just notice the full aspects on the body. And then along with that, every week is also a um, yoga podcast for the philosophy side, because that is so often what is missed uh, oftentimes in the, in the West here is that part of yoga. Yeah. I love that you're, you're adding that in there. And it is, uh, you know, when I've been to like yoga studios, many of them have felt very uh, soccer mommy. I don't know if, any other way to say it, you know, like <laughs> soccer moms are super kind of not nice. Like exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I, I was really fortunate enough to have the studio that I went to and trained at by me. And it's just a place mm-hmm. of just so much like acceptance and love. And like they, they were largely it's Yama Yoga Studio in Canton. They're largely why, where this attitude switch that I have came from was the, like, no, this is to, grow spiritually and nurture the body not need to do stuff to just stroke our ego you know like there's deeper stuff here um and so yeah that in a lot of other studios and i've not been to that many i'm fortunate enough to where this was kind of where i started but i've heard from many people that yeah there's a lot of um 
kind of an exclusivity in studios um, or they feel a bit lost, especially if they're if they're beginners. So I wanted to create a space, you know, it's just upstairs in my loft uh, to where people can feel comfortable and, you know, hopefully not intimidated to move in these ways, maybe for the first time. Yeah, definitely. It is nice for, you know, someone like me who's a little, you know, heavier. It, you don't have to feel uncomfortable going into a studio because nobody's looking at you. You can just practice and be happy in your practice rather than being worried about other people. Yeah, you know, and feel comfortable in that regard because it can it can be nerve wracking, you know, like I mean, my studio is one of my second homes now, but I remember when I first went in there, I was so nervous. Oh my God, I'm so nervous. But um, yeah, so it, I totally understand it. And I practice at home all the time, you know, and I sometimes find when I'm in a space that is just kind of my little comfort nest that I've built my space that I practice yoga in, I'm able to tune in a little bit deeper to myself because I am home and I'm in a space that I know that I'm safe in, you know, and, and yeah. dive a little bit deeper and ex be willing maybe to explore a little bit more. Um, so I hope the same goes for, for people that, that take the classes. Yeah. So this week is your second week, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so classes are posted on Monday. The second class was posted, uh, this just this past Monday. Um, the one for next Monday is filmed. I'm trying, I'm like, I'm no, I'm getting on a, I was like, I'm getting on an ahead of time schedule with this. And so mm -hmm. it's like, I'm kind of, so that one's ready to go. Uh, the last one, it was uh, kind of, we focused on strength a bit, but not like intimidating kind of strength, just working on activating and strengthening muscles around our joints to help them be more supported, you know, to help us perhaps move a little bit easier and keep our joints a bit more protected. Uh, pretty, for the most part, gentle postures uh, surrounding surrounding that that goal, and so they're generally about an hour long. Um, and this one, I think, was a little bit a little bit over that. Um, but I like to do a full shavasana at the end, like to to rest and process. Um, but gent like gentle poses, I nothing um, nothing that is uh, too particularly. I don't know, wild, I guess, for for lack of a better word, you know, not many things that you would find in an intermediate class. These are mostly going to be beginner, beginner postures. So everybody can learn the alignment. And I do a lot of explaining, probably too much. I talk a lot, you can tell in this interview. Um, <laughs> but I explain a lot, because there's so many things that people don't realize um, when it comes to placement, and myself included. So for example, I'll give you a quick little example. So when I first started practicing, and even though I had lifted weights for a long time, and even like, I don't know, just like used my hands and used like, you know, just activities and athletics and whatnot. I didn't really know how to activate my hands. And so when I first started practicing yoga and you're pushing yourself up with your hands a lot, right? And you're doing these chaturangas and you're lowering down, which is like a lowered plank. And then you're pressing up into cobra, you know, you're like in upward facing dog, like your, your wrists are taking or are, are doing a lot. And I didn't know, like, there's a certain way to activate your hands, like you're pressing with your thumb and your index and your pinky finger, really all of your fingers, but especially those making full contact. And when you do that, it activates your chest. If you don't do that, yeah. you're really just pressing in the lower portion, kind of like the bottom cup of your palm, which is just terrible pressure on the wrist, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's just little things like that. So I really take a lot of time to explain that because it makes all of the difference in the world and exploring these postures, because it not only is it protecting the joints, but it just it opens up that energetic pathway, there's not that pinching point there anymore. And you know, the wrist, for example, but it just the alignment is um, the alignment's a big help, you know, and, and alignment on everybody's terms, because everybody's kind of in a different spot, but lots of explanation for people that might not have any experience. That's great. I love it. Um, so I know that some yoga instructors have, well, it's kind of a polarizing subject, which is strange to me. So I'm asking you because I want to know what you think. Uh, yoga blocks or no yoga blocks? I think props are a fantastic tool. I did not think that before I went to training. Um, no, I think now, of course, like with all things, moderation is important, you know, um, I mean, in certain schools of yoga, for instance, like Iyengar type yoga, 
props are essentially required. Like, I mean, you you learn to perfect or, you know, like to really like find and get into these postures in the more traditional way. You use props to get there. I didn't like them because I, in starting out, because I was just like, I don't need those, you know, I, that's, I'm not weak. And uh, so I didn't use them when in reality, using them would have and has helped me tremendously. Because if you're just talking about alignment and postures, right? Mm-hmm. This is hard to do, not in a visual medium. But say, for instance, we're talking about triangle pose, trikonasana. So the legs are kind of in an in an A-frame stance, right? Okay. And so say that our right leg's pointed forward, toes are like pointed forward, and then our left leg, which is back behind, is at 90 degrees. And so the toes are facing us. We're just describing trikonasana here. And so our right hand is reaching down and it's just kind of like resting there either by the ankle or if you're a bit more open, you can touch that hand all the way to the floor. Now, if you're if you're not quite there in your practice, but you're really wanting to reach that floor and you're straining to reach that floor and it's kind of making your spine not be a straight line anymore, this elongated, straight, nice, long line, then you're kind of forcing things a little bit. I totally did it, you know? And of course you can raise up and rest the hand on the shin. I do that often. Um, But sometimes if there's, you know, like the block can help it so that you can really kind of press and open up into it and just practice with the distance and work your way down because blocks have three lengths of height, you know, or like three different levels. So if the shin is still a bit, you know, you kind of want to feel, you know, like you want to change the level, you have the high setting, the medium and the low setting, and you can work your way down. And and that's just for that posture. There's so many different ways that you can use blocks. You can use blocks um, and helping to square your hips out in certain postures. I use I use the absolute hell out of yoga blankets. I use a blanket all all the time Um, and bolsters because the thing is, is the goal with a prop is to help you along your alignment. Now you can become dependent on them. They can essentially, if you just forever use a block, you're not perhaps pursuing openness beyond the block. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I think as a tool for uh, continuing opening, especially in a gentle way, and I'm all about gentle opening, blocks are a gradual way that kind of relieve us of our ego a little bit once we decide to use them, you know, because it's a thing that instead of reaching for the floor, let's just put our hand on the block, maybe, and let's raise up a few inches. And maybe that'll make that spine find a bit more of an aligned position. And we can open up a little easier. And we're not straining. And I think that's what's most important. And it's also just an exercise and letting the ego rest for a little bit and being like, no, listen, you need this. Like, just use just use the block. It'll be fine. Yeah, I definitely I didn't even know they were a thing until about a year ago. And I was like, I love these. Yeah, they're great, I think. Um, But I was trained at a studio that is really forward, like they really push like gentle, gentle on the body, you know, like this isn't acrobatic yoga. And like this isn't this is oftentimes we're working with people that are a, a lot of my students up at the studio are, I mean, well in, you know, 50s and above. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's like more everyday type yoga, helping people gently. I mean, because another thing with props is they're excellent for injuries. You know, not both sides of our bodies are equal. So if you ever right. injured, you know, part of your body or whatnot, the block can help, you know, eventually get that alignment. And, you know, if both sides aren't equal. So it's just like I big time prop fan. I could talk. I, I could talk about props all day long. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I'm so glad that you have that that opinion because. They're, they really are super useful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I have a question from one of my Patreon supporters. Mm. Uh, Jess, Jess wants to know if you have any advice for someone who is starting out in the process of starting an internet-based business on how to stay dedicated to the project. The I can only speak from personal experience, um, and I know this is largely similar to Charlie's, Mm -hmm. is whatever the internet project is, 
make sure that there is passion laced in it. Like mm -hmm. that, that's square one. It needs to be something that is something that you really enjoy doing. And in our experience, and I, I don't know if this is, you know, this is gonna be tough. It, it, it can vary, you know, situation to situation. But I think that going into it with more of the attitude of I just want to do this to grow as a person and to try and to experience versus like, we need to get it out there. Um, that helped Waba stay alive. Because I think that us just putting it into the void and being like, you know what, we're just learning each week and seeing if anybody listens. This is just kind of for us, you know, that really kept us from getting pretty discouraged, you know, like, because it was, we were getting benefit already that wasn't in the form of like meteoric growth. Granted, we were very fortunate in the growth of the show, but it took time, you know, and uh, something else we had that I, I recommend to everyone that asks a question like this is Charlie and me had a six month rule. We said, we're going to do it for six months, no matter what, like, no matter what, even if we're, we're about right, we decide mm, this probably isn't for us. We're going to do it for six months. Mm -hmm. And great. we passed that, you know, and we actually didn't even realize it. Like we were enjoying ourselves enough just with the project and we passed it, but we weren't going to let ourselves not hit that line. And I feel like that's a good enough time to truly incorporate the project into your routine, kind of build your schedule around it and give it some time to start getting out there, you know, um, it, it's very competitive out there. It's amazing. 2018 is still different from how things are today, especially in the podcast yeah. field. There were so many less, there was still a lot, but definitely less, yeah. you know? Um, and so I think patience is important and do it first for the enjoyment and second for the hope of it turning into something. I think if you keep those stacked in that order, it, it helps a little bit. Plus, if you're doing it for the enjoyment, you're putting more just happy manifestation towards it. Um, it's just general good vibes. It's for the joy of it. And um, take your time with things like we're not always and I know this is like, rude. But we're like, we're not always the best at answering emails super fast, because sometimes neither Charlie and me have the bandwidth. Or if like, we both are supposed to meet on a day. And we were just like, I don't want to, this is not kind of what I want to put into this. Like, we'll, we'll take, we'll do it. We'll, we'll not do it and then do it the next day, you know? Um, so I just think being gentle with yourself, especially when it's new, taking it slow um, and, and letting it kind of be what you want it to be is, is generally just kind of what we have done and what I'm continuing to do. And it's definitely helped me from burning out or, um, I don't know, eventually getting bored with it. Great. Yeah, that's great advice. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so on that line, while we're chatting about this, uh, why don't you tell everyone about your exciting new endeavor with Waba and Two Geminis and a Leo? <sighs> I'm so excited. So we don't have everything solidified yet. So we can't like give the the deep, the deep, deep nitty gritty. Um, mm -hmm. but Charlie and me are romping on up to the Northeast. We've got a little, a handful of dates of things that are going to be going on. We've got a little bitty mini baby tour. First tour. Uh, finally, after going on five years and it's going to be, y'all, the ideas that we have are just popping off. I can't wait. Um, they're going to be very, very fun, fun shows and it just kind of ticks a little bucket list uh thing for me for sure i i can't i can't yeah. believe it yeah so we're uniting two very chaotic shows together <laughs> <laughs> for a tour it'll be super great it's the jim and jupe tour because uh, yes we have our entity jim and they have uh the jupe troop and then their entity astro rick and so jim and astro rick are going on tour Yes, I'm so excited. I know that our whole group on Marco Polo is just like through the moon about it. So I it will, be, it will be great. Like we were like messaging the other day, just like these just 
batshit outfits like this this is unpacking you know just like i mean it's just ridiculous it's gonna i cannot wait um and there will definitely be there will be some shenanigans to say the least very cool uh <laughs> do you know when uh we might be able to hear more about specific dates or times i or mean it should be within the next couple of weeks i i would think uh and this is going down kind of middle kind of mid-april you know mm -hmm. like kind of around then maybe a little after that like kind of i mean i listen all that i can say is it is circulating around the dates like it 420 is encapsulated in the time of this tour so <laughs> do with that what you will um so around that time and currently uh phil or uh, yeah philadelphia and uh in a um I don't know if, see, I don't know how many, and I don't know if it's a couple, but, and also New York. So I'm not even going to say nice. the cities because I don't know yet, but so far, Philly and New York. Um, so yeah, if y'all are in that area, and it's so amazing the difference up there, but like from Texas, because I was like asking, I was asking like Tabitha and Teresa, and I was like, okay, so like, how far are you then from Philly? You know, and they're like in like whole yeah. different states, you know, and I'm like, well, how far? Yeah. And they're like, oh, two hours. And I'm like, God two hours that's like what we do that's like a casual jaunt here in texas i know like, <laughs> i just can't even with that that's just amazing oh yeah i coming from new mexico i used to drive three hours just to go shopping exactly <laughs> you know i mean it's like man i'm driving an hour and a half almost two hours just to get to fort worth like I'm just, that's just crazy to me so yeah. i hope that people can travel out um and the locations that so far it seems like it's going to be panning out they're pretty cool i'm super excited about it and um i'm excited for everybody to be on a part of our first our first little first little jag you know that's so exciting well if you decide that you need to come down to fredericksburg you just let me know and you can stay with me. <laughs> is that where is, is Fredericksburg? Is that in Virginia? Where's Fredericksburg? It is. It's just south of DC in Virginia. Oh, nice. We were, um, we, that DC was one of our prospective kind of, kind of looky, looky loo, looky loo dates. Um, Cause that would be so cool to do a show in DC. So hopefully eventually we could, cause it'd just be neat. Yeah. I've never been. Well, I mean, you're welcome to come visit anytime and I'll take you up there. I hey, I'm down. I like, and we're gonna we're gonna be there for a good bit. I'm excited to explore, because um, we're just kind of like we're just kind of like taking over. We're just we're couch surfing, and we're just kind of taking over, uh, being hosted up there, um, and it will be super fun. So yeah, there's gonna be definitely some days to to go go exploring. So yeah, awesome. I'm very excited for y'all. So I like to ask guests to share a spell ritual or recipe do you have something to share today um yeah one of my favorite recipes that i use a lot is my sleep tea it i've made it for some friends and whatnot and usually i get also told that yes it knocks you right out and it's Wonderful. really pretty simple it's not complicated at all if you can deal with the in my opinion deliciously footy taste of valerian uh because it's got <laughs> valerian in there but let me tell you if you like combine valerian and i list i put like a healthy amount in there because i like that earthy stank you know mm -hmm. um but you like just a pinch but like i put a little more but if you're like rocking equal parts especially like valerian catnip lavender and calendula like or chamomile either one but like chamomile calendula like i find calendula also seems to chill me out um like put that that's really it like you put that together and you steep it for like a while because of the roots like i'm i'm telling you it takes a minute like 30 minutes after drinking it you feel like you I mean, you almost feel like you took some NyQuil about 35 minutes ago and you haven't gone to sleep yet. <laughs> like, it's very, it's like you're kind of like, I need to go to bed. Like, it, it comes to awesome. you like that. Um, and you sleep real, real good with it. And so that's one of my favorite little 
uh, recipes. I don't like to miss sleep. I care about my sleep a lot and I'm pretty regimented with it. So like if it's 10 o'clock and I'm not sleepy yet, I'm just like, hell no, we're not, we're not doing this. And I'm, I'm busting out the tea. I'm with you on that one. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, usually around eight o'clock, I'm like going to bed noises. Yeah. I'm, I'm dozing. I'm having my pre-bed sleep on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My kids are always like, Mom, why do you go to bed so early? I'm like, I have no idea, but that's the way it is. It's what my <laughs> body wants, and I'm not fighting it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. So I don't know if you want to, but would you like to do a card pull for the listeners from a deck of your choice? Yeah, sure. I brought this. Uh, I brought the Yogic Path one because um, it's got the little book in it. And I was like, I will nice. do that. We'll read the book. But it's. It's like one of the nice ones that's got like a box and a box and a box and then like the ribbon that pulls the book out and all. So I've got to like unpackage it all. So give me <laughs> a minute. Understood. I'm pulling the book out. All righty. So here we go. All right. Gosh, it's so pretty though. All right. Let and me... it's called the Yogic Path. Yeah. A, a, a Yogic Path. It's by Sahara Rose. Um, and it's just like a ton of beautiful colors and it's got gold, like foil parts on it. Nice. And I love it. Let me just give it one more little, one more. You're just getting all my, all my ambiance sounds. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Let me go ahead and give it one more little. Okie doke. All righty. So do you want to do the, I'll, I'll start flipping, you say stop? Okay. All righty, all righty, all righty. Let me stack it up. All right, I am starting to flip now. Stop. All righty. What do we have? Ooh, nice. All right. We got Ajna, our third eye. Ajna is uh, the word for the third eye chakra. So let me go ahead and open up our book here and let's read what their little entry is for ajna do 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 where is it there we go all righty chakras there we go 59 okay here we go this is ajna the third eye chakra so and it was upright so here we go we're doing the upright You've been using your sixth sense recently, your intuitive powerhouse, the third eye, and it is guiding you in the right direction. Your third eye sees far beyond your two eyes and the limitations of your mind, which can only dream up what is known. Your intuition speaks to you in whispers and visions and feelings. Find the language of your third eye and continue to follow its hunches as you have been. The more you become aware of it, the easier this dialogue becomes. Your third eye is taking you on the very journey that your soul was put on this planet to fulfill. You came here to live, love, and learn. As long as you continue viewing the world from your third eye, you will surpass all limitations and find yourself limitless. Trust your intuition and keep moving forward. The path will continue to illuminate as you take the steps. Wow. So there we My go. Your forehead feels weird now. Good. Getting, getting a little tangly, getting a little, getting <laughs> yeah. some, some buzzing. <laughs> Every time I talk about it lately, it's like, gets tingly. Energy is uh, palpable lately. I've really been feeling it. I got screamed at by my, by my trees the other day. That hadn't happened in a minute. Like they've been kind of silent. Oh. They've been a little upset with me and I don't really blame them because I'm just like, I hate it here in this state. And they're like, well, we live here too, so fine i guess if you just want to if you just want to gripe about it but like we're pretty cool you know um and i've just kind of neglected them and i i just you know and like eventually over time i don't know if you work very much with like earth spirits they're very proud um and like rightfully so because i feel like their existence is just like to uh, like to them we are just like gnats you know our timeline's Mm -hmm. so short Um, but like, I just kind of wasn't given the respect. And so they kind of withdrew and I haven't been able to hear my woods and my trees and my wood people as much just because I also haven't been showing them the interest. And I've kind of been just like daydreaming about like, man, what if we just like started over somewhere else? And I, um, 
they went silent on me, and I don't really blame them. But mm-hmm. the other night, I it just like blew through. Like it just all the floodgates opened, man. And like so, there's just a lot of energy right now. I've just I've been picking up on it, kind of feeling the old the old like third eye swirlies again, and it's nice. That's good. Yeah, I uh, I work with my spirits here, but it seems like I don't know with all the congestion and like the the peopley around here, it's like they're not as loud as as they used to be when I first moved here. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that, and yeah, they it, it ebbs and flows too. Like, and you know, part sometimes that's me, and sometimes sometimes it's them i always do feel things are a good bit quieter in in winter time because they're everybody's kind of everybody's just kind of chilling you know yeah yeah well all of my trees are asleep right now i mean i don't have any evergreens so (laughs) yeah we have a few we have some junipers we're kind of next to like a juniper patch um Mm -hmm. but pretty much everything else is is bare bones well and like a couple pines but like all the oaks all the ash like all of that Mm -hmm. is skeleton trees yeah. Yep. It's kind of sad, but it's always so exciting when everything starts coming back to life in the spring, too. I know it. I know. I'm ready for I look forward to it every single year. It's just like it's a breath of fresh air every single time. Yeah. What are you growing in your in your garden this year? I want to try a couple of new. So I always just have a couple like absolute just like whatever seeds you know, that are just like, this probably won't work, but I just want to do it anyway, because it's fun. Uh So I really want to try and I'm going to start them a little bit early because some of these are like earlier, earlier melons, and it also gets hot here, but I want to try melons in the system. And Mm -hmm. I found some like, I don't even remember the names, but they're like wacky looking melons. Like they're just like crazy (laughs) melons. And I love that. I'm such a sucker for novelty. And so there's always a couple of seeds that are just like crazy colorful, probably isn't even going to taste good, but let's just see what happens. Um, But then aside from that, I'm pretty pragmatic in what I like to grow in the garden. Like there's going to be and in the aquaponic system, we really just need like one or two tomato plants because they just turn into hedges. I mean, they just jungle plants, uh, multiple different kinds of peppers. I'm a sweet pepper fan. Like I'll just sit and eat sweat, sweet peppers just right and left, like as a snack. Yeah. So there's always those in there. Um, cucumbers, some squash. And then I want to I, I need more herbs. My herb garden, all our, our whole garden kind of shit the bed last year (laughs) so our our season last year got kind of ruined because our um the grid here is just a real mess and the power went out for like eight hours on a summer day and which in a lot of other times of year if you know the fish tank isn't getting circulation in eight hours they'll still probably make it you know like it's an opening but it was during the heat wave and so like all of our ready to harvest fish that were like there was like 60 of them that were ready to be like harvest like all of them died like it was just like and when that happens in an aquaponic system it spikes up a bunch of like the levels in the water and it just nuked all the plants so it's like the fish died the plants died like and so that just kind of killed the growing season by like august you know by like some of when it's really getting there with a lot of stuff um so I'm excited for a chance to do it again. We're going to start over yeah. in the spring. Goodness. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> Would you like to share your socials, your websites, where we can find you? And sure. Stuff? Uh, so for the podcast, uh, that's Witch Pitch Amateur Hour. Uh, it's on Spotify and iTunes. It's on everything. We push it to everything. Uh, you can follow that on Instagram at Witch Bitch Amateur Hour. I am, my regular Instagram account is just at Macy Anise. And then my yoga Instagram account is Macy Anise Yoga. Uh, the yoga Patreon is patreon.com slash Macy Anise Yoga. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. There's the coven on Facebook if you're not in the coven for Waba. Um, so join that coven. It's a good time over there. It and that. I think that's I think that's mostly I think that's mostly it. I think that does it. Awesome. And we will I will make sure to post the uh, details of 
the upcoming tour on my website once we find out. Yes. Um, and I will link uh, Macy's Patreon as well on the references page or resources page. And yeah, I really, really, really appreciate you joining me today and being so patient. <laughs> Listen, if, all the bullshit. <laughs> if anybody understands, it is it is me. It is us. Like the the nobody knows how absolutely maddeningly frustrating the behind the scenes of producing a podcast can be. Like it can just everything loves to just crap out at the same time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it seems like it would be so easy, you know? know. And then and then it's not. <laughs> yeah. It's just like you you just ask yourself, like, why can't everything at once work? Like, it's not that many things. Why can't they just all at the same time function for just like an hour? Just that's yeah. it. Oh, not that it. hard. Not hard. <laughs> <laughs> so no, right, thank you cool. for having me. I enjoyed it. I really, really did. Um, I, had, I had a good time talking with you. It was nice. Yeah, absolutely. It was nice. And so this will publish on uh, the 23rd. So this coming Monday. Uh, okay, I wanted to cool. get it out as quick as possible so that people could learn about your yoga as soon as possible. Yeah, that'll be speedy. That's just coming around the corner. Yep. So I got to get editing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Feel that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, thanks again. And uh, we'll see you next time. All righty. Thank you for having me. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Hearth and Hedge, on our website, thehearthandhedge.com, or you can email us at thehearthandhedge at gmail.com. We also have a Patreon that can be found at patreon.com slash thehearthandhedge. If you like what you hear, consider leaving a review wherever you find your podcasts.